Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Second Take Podcast. I'm the host who's surrounded by assholes, Sebastian. And I'm your father's brother's nephew's cousin's former roommate, Zane C. Weber. And today we are reviewing... Spaceballs, starring Mel Brooks, John Candy, Rick Moranis, Bill Pullman, Daphne Zaniga, oh god, my writing strikes again, and Joan Rivers, written by Mel Brooks, Thomas Miha, and Ronnie Graham, and directed by Mel Brooks. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You'll note that we're also missing an Alex because... Okay, he's dead. You know when they say, never, ever, ever put your dick in a piranha tank? Well, Alex, our man in the field, he... Okay, listen, he didn't do that. I'm lying. You caught me. Zane caught me. He's giving me that look like, I'm trying to look at my computer. Stop making eye contact with me, sir. But I'm doing it. I'm making eye contact anyway. The truth is... There never was an Alex. In fact, there never was a Zane. I'm just really good at voices. People say that I'm bad at accents, but I really, if you think about it, it was me with my Zane accent saying that I was bad with accents. So you've all been had. Isn't that right, Zane? You're right. (laughs) Nailed it. I'm just waiting for you to do the rest of the episode like that. Oh, I'd love to. Um, You know, Alex will be back next week. He injured himself and is taking some time off because he can't leave his house because that's what life is like when you get to 26, apparently. Yep. Fun times. Yes, when when you start getting old. Yeah, you just break all the time. He hurt himself in his sleep, which I'm not making fun of him, but it's kind of funny. Mm. Like the one thing you think you can do is lay there motionless, but oh no. Because, like, in Alex's job, he literally lifts heavy things, like, with his arms and his body, but it wasn't that. Well, maybe it wasn't that right then, but it could have been that cumulative. No, no, but he's had two days off, and it's only as of today that he hurt himself after being off for two days. So, like, unless it's, like, one of those time-release pains where it's like, oh, I'm going to fuck you up, mate, in 48 hours. Oh, like, it could be. But even, like, a gym workout, it's normally, like, 12 to 24 hours later it'll hit you like it's not like his neck's like oh man I'm hanging on but when you least expect it pop yep dead so today we are reviewing the Mel Brooks film Spaceballs which is sort of topical but also we've just missed the mark because obviously Star Wars episode 8 just came out but was this now like four weeks later you know it's topical enough because people still hate The Last Jedi for some reason some reason. Yeah, some unknown reason. I don't get it. A lot of it, a lot of it, I ha- I've had a conversation with some people who hate The Last Jedi and took me to task for my not hating The Last Jedi. And the, the, most of their points seemed to revolve around the fact that a lot of it didn't make sense. But then when you look at the previous seven movies, 
a lot of the last previous seven movies also didn't make sense in the very similar ways. What didn't make sense in these films? I thought this one was um, pretty... What, they really latched on to Space Layer. Well, you know, I agree to that one point. I can see I that. I agree. Uh, they also latched on to the inconsistency of the number of escape ships and they really hated the fact that no one had ever light-speeded through... Uh, through another ship before, and I'm like, well, it's suicide. Because it's suicide. Well, remembering <laughs> the inconsistencies with the escape pods, like how many there were. Yeah, how many there were, and then that's a continuity issue. That's not a script issue. Your tosses. <laughs> yeah, people you've that's, never met. That is the special effects team fucking up. That is not a script also, issue. Also, they they hated. Um, no, 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 no. They no, hated Poe. No writer um, sits down and is like, seventeen ships escape. And then on the next page, the 19 ships get you know, a click away. And then the next page, 400 of these ships escape. Like, that, not a fucking writing issue. Yeah, I know. I know you know, but I just need to make a really good point about this. That's true. That's you a, made it. It's ridiculous. That is, that is probably, what is it? Is I mean, it I a, can fight you if you want, but I'm, no. my heart's not in it. What's the industrial light and sound? They're the yeah, ones that do I it? Or is it ILM? There's lots of them now. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, them, they're to blame, which is Lucas's company, mind you. So Lucas is still to blame, also, I'd say. they took issue with my new favourite character, which is uh, Vice Admiral Holdo um, and her purple hair. Uh, I did so. not like her hair. I didn't, I don't care about her hair. She was a great <laughs> character. So. And she did do the most badass thing in the movie, which was warp speed a ship through another ship. Yeah, and they, they didn't like that she took away from Poe. So, because Poe was apparently one of the best parts of the last film and then he was made to look like a fool in this one. They gave him an arc, get over it. I know, I know that, I'm that's saying this what year. I said. And yeah. they were like, no. Wait, wait, he's, he's ruining our Poe, the same Poe we complain about his opening scene in the movie where he takes down the Dreadnought. Mm. Mm-hmm. So wait, our Poe is too Poe for this movie. Let's turn him down. Oh no, you took our Poe away. Yeah. We want the Poe that we hated half an hour earlier. Yeah. Yep. So Spaceballs. Spaceballs. I I didn't really have much trivia on this stuff. It it is like there's a whole bunch of like little jokes like like what's on the breakfast cereal and box and like uh, like, I don't know, Steve Martin was first choice for... um, Dark Helmet? No, not Dark Helmet. The other one. The Lone Star? No... Let me find it. It was somewhere. The president? Yeah. The bad guy? It might have been the president. President Scrooge? Da, 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 da. I'm just going to Steve Martin, find my notes. Here we go. Uh, for Colonel Sanders. Oh, yeah. He was good. I liked him. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So in an absence of trivia, I will say I know that they got George Lucas on board with this film. Like they didn't just parody him. They actually went and got permission or he... I think that was the thing. They would need to. You don't need to for parodies, remember? You can just no, do but a lot of what they were doing was quite proprietary. Yeah, yeah. But so. yeah, they Mel Brooks approached my from my memory, and um, yeah, they didn't work in tandem, but they had full blessing for him to go forward, and it's actually one of his favorite movies, I believe. And Mel Brooks wrote this in like a week, a weekend or something. something That's very quick, pretty good. And he chose to do it just because he didn't. Uh, he didn't. He hadn't spoofed space movies yet. So yeah, that's 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 what it took. Before we take a deep dive into this review, I want to ask you because we previously only just reviewed 
um, the parody of The Fugitive, mm. um, wrongfully accused. We did. How do these kind of spoofs feel for you as opposed to a straight parody? Like, is there a lot of line These crossing ones or? are less offensive but still pretty offensive. Um, I don't mind Mel Brooks movies because first and foremost they are a comedy that parodies something. Yep. And most of them, that we will discover through this year because I don't think we've mentioned it, but we will be doing a number of Mel Brooks movies this year. Yes. Um, so we'll be touching on them. Uh, so a lot of his movies are like legitimate movies that parody parts of other of the genre or other texts. Yep. So they're not just a parody like Wrongfully Accused was just a parody of another film. Yep. This one arguably is the worst offender. I was going to go, this one feels very... This one yeah. is very Star Wars uh, and he makes fun of like how exposition is uh, delivered in the Star Wars movies. He makes fun of like actual dialogue, which I referenced in my quote at the start. So going into it, I'm not a fan of parodies. They are my least favourite genre in the fact that I actively dislike them, though Mel Brooks does put enough like real comedy that isn't just reference comedy in there that it's not painful to see through. Okay. Yeah. Well, in absence of real trivia or that, we'll move on to our movie babies. Movie baby. What two movies fucked to make this movie? Two movies, three movies... Two movies and a concept, three movies and a group of people. What um, question mark fucked to make this movie? Yeah, I usually go with two movies because I'm a traditionalist. Yep. And I believe that love can only be between one, one movie and another movie. Yep. With no people involved at all. So I chose National Lampoon's uh, Family Vacation. Yep. And Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. I went a little bit different. Uh, I did go to the original Star Wars. I went a sticky cinema floor because this film's a little bit yeah, in some parts. And then I went Galaxy Quest. Oh, yeah. 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 See, Galaxy Quest is a good parody. Yeah. Because it's That's a, a good very movie yeah. that is also a parody. Are we reviewing it this year? Uh, we may be. I hope maybe so. Maybe we are. We should. We should do it at some point. Yeah. Uh, hopefully maybe, they make the TV series out Maybe of it. we'll do a Star Trek retrospective next year and we can just... Ooh, I know, that's right. a lot of movies. <laughs> but we can chuck Galaxy Quest into there as well. And yeah. like the diamond in the rough. Ugh. Every second movie is okay. And then there's Galaxy Quest. Mm. Mm-hmm. And we've already done three Star Wars, Star Trek movies. Yeah, that's a lot of, that's a lot of mud to trudge through to get to Galaxy Quest. But I like, I like a lot of the um, Next Generation team. Maybe we could just do, maybe just do a uh, Sigourney Weaver retrospective and get to Galaxy Quest that way. No, I think we have to go through Star Trek. <laughs> um, all right, so the babies are done. Tweets. Tweets. Tweet nopsises. If you were to sum up this movie with a, a finite amount of uh, characters, what would you do? Did you know that Star Wars was a thing that sometimes is pretty ridiculous and that you can retell the story with more jokes? Mel Brooks sure did. Yeah, he did. Um, a snarky love letter to the original Star Wars, just with better acting and more fun. Was it a love letter? Do you think he likes Star Wars movies? Oh, you know, yeah, it made him some money. I think he can find it in his heart too. 
Mel Brooks I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. Um, I think he appreciated it. He just acknowledged that the script was amateurish. And that, yeah. that's it. Like, he's and like, I think a lot of the jokes yeah. are made at the, the script yeah. uh, throughout. and also, But also the uh, style, like the, the C-3PO uh, analogue and, and the uh, Millennium Falcon. This is just the a Winnebago. Yeah. I, I think he appreciates everything it did. But maybe he was a little bit mad that such, honestly, God, such a. I, we have reviewed the original trilogy. My my stance is made on it. I think two out two out of three of them are garbage films, and I think he's a little bit pissed that a garbage film broke all these records and made all the money. Because you might be projecting. No, nah, because <laughs> Mel Brooks is a smart guy, uh, but also he wasn't unsuccessful at the time. No, no, no. doing his own. But stuff. I I think it's just. Like when you watch, okay, when we watch something to review it, we have that like little critical brain thing going, mm. yeah. And it's really difficult sometimes to turn that off, just to enjoy the film for a film. And as a creator, I could see him being in the same boat. Like, I don't understand. Like, if it doesn't click for me, why couldn't it not click for him? I mean, yeah. Also, fuck it. I can make a better movie with lols in it. That's Mel Brooks. That's not me. I probably couldn't do that. Yeah. So, uh, shall we? Good. Yeah, let's start with the good. What did you like? Uh, this movie. It's pretty funny. <laughs> but I will say it's not overly funny. It's- you know what, Seb? You have a tendency to like, so what did you like? You know, I like most of it. But what I didn't like. No, no, no. And then when we go to the bad, you know, like, oh, there was some pretty bad stuff in it. But what I didn't mind so much. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm trying not to, but this film for me is funny, but also not all the jokes hit. So I'm not... I'm laughing frequently, but I'm not laughing as much as this film wants me to laugh. So it's it's a compliment insult because this, this could go any, this could go on the good or a the bad. Insult, if you will. Yes, but this note for mine could go in either the good or the bad because it's it's still funny, but it, they tried to be funnier than it was. Mm. Some of the jokes I really appreciated, like the opening scene that just went on and on mm. and on. I was like, okay, classic Mel Brooks, well done. Yeah. But then, like, John Candy dressed up as a dog and they made a whole bunch of dog jokes. I'm like, oh, all right. Transforming into a maid. Yeah. Like, oof. But <laughs> the escape pod scene in that same scene, really fun for me. Really weird place to put the, uh, like, the theme song, for lack yep. of a better word. It was like like a pop song yep. about Spaceballs. Like, it, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't get that. My favourite joke... In this entire film, it starts off as a well. It's a, it's a recurring joke, and it's the fact that everything is merchandised. Yes, yeah. That is because it, I, it's it's the joke for one scene, and then it is just everywhere after that. And every time after that, they would get all my best laughs. Yeah, like spaceballs, the 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 blanket or whatever it was. Yeah, like, <laughs> and the setup itself with Mel Brooks as yogurt doing his little pitch. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah, the flamethrower, yada, yada, yada. But that's not the joke for me. The joke is every scene after this where there's just space walls, everything. Yeah. There were um, there were a couple of jokes that I think were underplayed. Like I think the, the Schwartz joke, it could definitely be an erection joke from the very start yep. all the way through and they they make it once and then like half again. And I think the the main part of the joke is that it is men trying to 
<laughs> out, yep. out masculine each other. Yep. I think that would be hilarious all the way through. But I think either that's something that they didn't realise until they got into the room mm-hmm. and then they ad-libbed those, the, the jokes about um, Schw- uh, Schwartz size. Uh, but, yeah. So. But the other things, some jokes went like a step too far for me. Like, okay, when Lone Star's using the Schwartz to lift up the giant statue and he drops it on Bath's foot, I love that. When they take it off him and he's got like a flattened cartoon foot, it's now lost me again. Yeah. Because I, I just like, when it, when it landed on his foot and the way John Kenny was screaming, I thought that was funny. But then they, one step too far, cartoon world. Yeah. Um, was it, um, what's his name? The one from um, Alien that was in this film, John Hurt, getting the alien yeah. bursting through his chest again. He's like, oh, not again. That in itself was really funny. Yes, that was funny. Alien tap dancing out of the room, less funny for me. Well, that's literally a Looney Tunes yeah. uh, parody. <laughs> but that's, that was a frog, wasn't it? Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, yeah, the frog from Looney Tunes. Yeah. So I like a lot of the jokes, but some of their follow-throughs just How do you feel about Dark me. Helmet? I love Rick Moranis. I really, really, really do. How do you feel about Rick Moranis's, uh James L. Jones impression. What was it? That, that voice was obviously it was altered beyond him doing it in. I think so. Set. Yeah, yeah. Like he still had some sort of vocoder or something. Yeah, but then when he was doing the uh, like he had the 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 faceplate down, but he was making fun of of Star whatever. Mm. <laughs> when they when they accidentally hit the production crew during their fight, yeah. he says sorry. He's wearing the helmet, but it's his voice, yes, not the yeah. thing. It was him. Um, all of like him playing with the dolls and stuff. I really like Dark Helmet. Yeah. Um, the crazy, stupid voice aside, like they had to do it if they're doing a Darth Vader parody. I get that. Oh, I really liked it. I think that's probably one mm. of the more sophisticated uh, jokes that is based on a parody. Mm. A character I didn't like was was uh, Scroob, uh, oh, the president, yep. and that the the, the, the phasing joke. Where his head was twisted around and like, why didn't anyone tell me my butt was so big? That wasn't great, but this is one of those rare ones where the follow through was funnier. When he goes back, he's like, "Damn it, I'll just walk," and he goes into the next room and it's there. See, once again, funny that for didn't me. make that funny. For me. <laughs> so that that just comes down to a difference in our sense of humor. Yeah, uh, and I think there's a, there's Mel Brooks is uh, is a unique writer in the way that he he mixes this super sophisticated uh, humor. Like that, he doesn't point out with super low brow slapstick humor, and I think that's a really interesting balance that you don't find in many well, other. It work. gets everyone laughing though at different points, though. That's yeah. I think that's it's kind of like a big net. Like I can make the smarter people laugh and the other people laugh. You're welcome. If the smarter people aren't turned off by the yeah low, but brow it's like stuff. what The Simpsons does. They'll, they'll throw three jokes at you a minute. And one will just be caught by the adults in the room uh, and it'll go over the heads uh, of the kids. Uh, Simpsons yeah. are pretty good though. Simpsons is pretty good. <laughs> um, and, and honestly, Mel Brooks is also pretty good. Uh, anything else on the, on the good? Like I said, Rick Moranis, I've, it's funny to see him as a villain because he's such a tiny little guy and he looks so lovable. But <laughs> So he never he never plays it as menacing, but he I think he, was, he wasn't meant to. Well, all the way through, the he's incompetent. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's kind of like all trumped up the uh, the effect that, God, gosh darn, President Donald J. Trump has ruined the word trumped. Yep. Like, I can't... It's a real word, yeah, I know. damn it. 
Um, uh, the scene where him and his like admiral are fast forwarding through the movie to see yeah. where to go next. Quite clever stuff in there, especially for when this film came out. Um, what about that? Um, I think that's really all. I mean, like that I really loved. Yeah, that's about all that I loved. Do you want to start the bad? Let's do it. So Lone Star, I like Bill Pullman. I do like Bill Pullman. <laughs> but Lone Star is such a boring protagonist, which right. could be intentional because of Luke Skywalker being a shitty, boring protagonist. But he was also Han Solo. Like he was both. Yeah, but he wasn't as charming as Harrison <laughs> no, Ford. he wasn't. Um, and also Leia was just, or Vespa was super annoying. Yes, but also maybe intentional. I don't know. Maybe. She reminded me a lot of um, Kobe Smulders from How Much Your Mother. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I hate Joan Rivers in this film. I normally am a- I didn't, I think she should have had more. She's less annoying than C-3PO. <laughs> yeah. But also if she was not in this film, I wouldn't miss her. No, like you no, no, cut no. Her. She's definitely not necessary, and I think, I think if we had less Scrooge and more Joan Rivers, I think I would have enjoyed this movie more. Yep. Um, and also, I think I don't, I don't know how I feel about John Candy's character. Uh, it's it's either he was given far too much or far too little. Yep. Uh, he, like I, feel, yeah, he was. I, I put him in the middle for me. He wasn't a bad thing. He wasn't a good thing. I'm glad he was there, but I wish I got more than I loved from him. I, I guess I, th- I think that if he was given more, I would have liked him. At the moment, I didn't like him. Yeah. And I think that's because he was given too much of what I didn't like. Mm. And so if he was given less, I would like him. Less of the stuff I didn't like, I would like him more. Yeah. Or if he was given more of the stuff I did like, I would like him more. Yes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, didn't like Lone Star that much. The princess was annoying. I really didn't like Joan Rivers. I mean, that's the thing. The four protagonists were not what you wanted to watch. Yeah. What I did like, and I forgot to mention. Damn it, Zane, you're doing the thing I do. I'm not. I'm, I forgot about it. I'm reminded. I did like yogurt. I think Mel Brooks's yogurt was hilarious. See, I was going to say I didn't like yogurt. How dare you? Well, it's not that I, it's not that I hated him though. He you're just racist. wasn't. He's a little bit racist. Um <laughs> It was Racism's just funny. Yeah, a little bit. Um, but he just wasn't as entertaining as I you know, hoped he would be. I think I've, I preferred him as yogurt over the president. See, I, I preferred the president over yogurt, which is weird. I think you're just wrong. I think that's just it. Nah. <laughs> um, what else did I not like? Um, the Pizza the Hut thing was... A, I needed more Pizza the Hut or did you have a cup? Or done, yeah. Um, oh. Or for it to call out that that was just a, a meaningless mm. piece of plot. Can I ruin this? I mentioned another thing that I love. Sure. The fact that they got the sleepy prince's name was Prince Valium. Yeah. Kind of funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This, that's pretty much it from like what I didn't like though. It's nothing now, was overly offensive. It was just either. I will say. I know for the time that it was released, the effects were what you would usually get. But but at some points, it seemed like a bad porn parody. Yes. Uh, without the sex. Like the dialogue was pretty bad at some points and not with no jokes in it. And then, like, the actual blocking of the scenes were pretty bad with no jokes in it. Can I... I'd like to address this, though. The poor writing. 
and I could be projecting once again, but like we've seen his writing yeah. and we know it's not like this, but it is like this in Star Wars. Yeah. Legitimately, I, I'm, I'm not also, trying to put a good it is like on it. like this in some of his other earlier movies. But this isn't an early one, is it? This is uh, one of the later ones. Well, this it, is after Blazing Saddles, right? This yes, is after Young yeah. Frankenstein. Like he was, but also he wrote this really quickly. Apparently, yeah, maybe, maybe no one drafted he wrote it quite quickly, which is and also some possible. Improved, and I think a lot of the blocking was improved. So, you know, yeah. you know, what can you do? I do think it was intentional though and I'm happy to live in a world where he intentionally wrote bad <laughs> bad dialogue because the dialogue in Star Wars I think if it was great. intentional he needed to call it out more because like I I would expect a joke like that to actually be made explicit could you believe it was times. spiteful though like I said earlier his little thing with Lucas about the success could, of Star Wars could I ex- accept that George, that the, sorry, that Mel Brooks was being bitchy towards George Lucas for his bad dialogue. Oh, I could, I, I, I could believe could. that. If no, I couldn't because they, they make no, not the- without actually calling it out. Because I think I think uh, Mel Brooks really does like to say. I'm smarter than you and everyone here agrees because watch yeah. them laugh at this joke I'm making at your expense. Yeah. I think a lot of a lot of the humor, even in this movie, is very self-referential. Yeah. Um, and I think I would point to that opening scene where you're just watching that battleship for what feels like a minute and a half, two minutes. Yeah. And it's like, if you were just making a joke, one minute would be enough. If you're calling yourself out on making that joke, you make it that extra length. Yeah. Uh, so I think if you were, I think the dialogue is not bad enough to be obviously on purpose bad. Yeah. Um, because he does call it out at some point when Dark Helmet turns to the camera and says, okay, you got it. Yeah. And it's like a few more of those from other characters making that same kind of, uh, okay, this is exposition. Make sure you listen real carefully, folks. Yeah. Or like have a flashing exposition sign on in the background, which is a very Mel Brooks thing to do. Mm. I think then I could believe that it was super on purpose. I think it might have just been like, well, it had bad dialogue so we can have bad dialogue. Yeah, Uh, which is also a good point. Yeah. Yeah. All right, anything else in the bag you want to talk about? Uh, So, again, it's just parody. Like, I think the weakest jokes in this movie are the parody points. Uh, I think think Mel Brooks' comedy is strong enough to work by itself that he doesn't need to rely on parody. So if he was just making a comedy set in space, I think I would like... A bit more, and I'd be more forgiving of mm. because it is a parody. It feels like it is being snarky, and so things that I didn't hate about Star Wars, I'm like, okay, well, I don't know why you need to make fun of that because that's that's just what everyone does. Yeah, well, that's just what happens. Um, so, you know, parody is just. I feel I just feel like parody is lazy, yeah. um, and it doesn't really. Mel Brooks alleviates that a little bit by commenting on his own interpretation of a parody, uh, which is something that uh, Wrongfully Accused never did. Um, And the scary movies 
never do. Mm. Uh, so it's not as it, it is. Uh, it is a comedy first, parody second, which is it's saving grace, but still it's a parody second. So I have to I have to put that in the bad character yeah, yeah. category. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's move on to recommendations. I have another written one from Alex. Oh, should I do it in his voice? Uh, I'll just do it in my voice. <laughs> <laughs> because this is a very confusing uh, mini review he has given here. Okay. There's, there's like four sentences and they kind of contradict each other. So I'm going to try and read it and interpret it. Spaceballs was not in the mood for comedy when watching it. It um, Comedy felt forced. I did laugh a few times. I have a soft spot for Mel Brooks. Would recommend. <laughs> How soft is your spot for Mel Brooks that you're recommending a movie that you otherwise don't? That's why I said most of the stuff he's saying is negative, but he does like Mel Brooks and has recommended it. I haven't spoken to him about what that means, but I'm going to say he's in the same boat as me. It wasn't as funny as he remembered it being. And he obviously says he wasn't even in the mood for comedy, which is not the movie's fault, but... No, it's Alex's fault. How dare you? Always be in the mood for some laughs. So, yeah, it's not... Yeah. Oh, I'll do mine now. Does that sound good? Or do you do yours? Yeah, do you do yours? I've been talking a lot. <laughs> um, Mel Brooks is one of my favourite comedians. Uh, I've read his biography. I'm a big fan of a lot of his other work. This movie, though, doesn't impress me the way that his other films do. Uh, his earlier stuff, I feel, is more more comedic. And I, I think he just leans on this parody a little too much because his other stuff is more like genre comedy or it's conra, uh, comedy slash the genre that he's doing, like comedy western or what, what have you, comedy horror with, with Young Frankenstein. So I am looking forward to watching all of Mel Brooks' stuff this year. This movie, I... I watched when I was very, well, when I was quite young. I wasn't very, very young. And I remember not really thinking much of it at the time. Looking back, knowing more about Mel Brooks and the comedians that are in it and the history behind it, I find I have more of an appreciation for the broader comedy in it, but still I didn't enjoy watching the movie. Um I came away just kind of like, oh, I wish it was better. And I think it is, honestly, I think Space Walls is definitely something that could be rebooted. I, I wouldn't be against watching a rebooted version of Space Walls. Do it on The Force Awakens. Well, it, it doesn't, you can incorporate all that new stuff that we have. Yeah. Uh, and I think doing it now, you, you would have, you have so much more content and also, like, fan reaction. You're so much more aware of what the the community around those movies yeah. is. The problem is they don't make these kinds of films anymore. No, they don't because they're, they're mid-range comedies and they yeah. don't exist because it's all big-budget stuff or low-budget indie stuff. Yeah. But I think... Or scary movie. Yeah. That's the problem. Like, it's, yeah. That's the thing. Parody has turned into, like... Slapstick parody. It's turned yeah. into a parody of the genre itself. Yeah. Like, it's... I. I hate it. I just hate it so much, Seb. Why won't you fix it? Why are you looking at me like that and not out there fixing it? Because I really like Scary Movie 3 and 4. Why? Because they were the better ones. Oh, I hate you so much right now. There. <sighs> 3 was a really solid movie and it's like the least loved of the franchise. It's confusing. All right. No, I haven't given my verdict. Oh, you haven't? 
I haven't. What do you think my verdict's going to be? Oh, depends. I like Mel Brooks a lot. No, no. Like Alex. One of his <sighs> movies is one of my like top 20 of yeah. all time. Who knows? I know what mine is though and it will shock you. <laughs> it's a no from me. I don't, I don't. I, this is. I don't think it's a good representation of Brooks's potential and his his better work. Um, so, uh, yeah. If, if you like slapstick comedy and parodies, this is a really good one of those. But I don't, so I do not recommend that you watch it. As for me, this is the best version of A New Hope until we had The Force Awakens. <laughs> and in saying that, this is not a good version. This is this is difficult. Apparently, I don't like that story. I liked The Force Awakens. I did not like A New Hope. And I'm I'm in the not so happy camp when it comes to this film as well. It's not that funny. It looks pretty awful. And I can get by where it came from. I'm sorry, what year it was made, and that's fine. But even when comparing it to Young Frankenstein, a film that was in black and white. Like, it doesn't look as good. It looks really rushed and it feels really rushed. So for me, it's it's easily a no. There is some good in it. There really is. I'm not trying to blow this film apart. I think we've all said that yeah. there's something good in it. It's just not enough good for anyone to watch. It's like, I, I, the thing is, I own this movie. And that was the worst part because I got it when I was quite young. Mm. And... I watched and I was like, oh, this wasn't as good as I thought it would be. And even today, it's still not as good as I had hoped. So I haven't even grown into it. Um, I don't think it's the movie you can grow no. into. Yeah, no. But even something like Zane says it's like the best like slapstick parody film. For me, it's not even like that. It was just a lackluster general. You, you yeah. put the words the best in my mouth. I said it's a good, oh, a good one, one of sorry? those. <laughs> yeah. If you like comedy parodies. Yeah. Well, I could, for example, I still prefer Wrongfully Accused to oh, this. absolutely not. But you I hate the genre. Yeah. Wrongfully Accused every day of yeah. the week. Um, but yeah, I know. It's like I said, it's not terrible. It's just we're going to review a lot a lot better things from him. We sure are. Yep. And soon too. All right. What, what am I what doing? Are you doing? I guess, so you didn't, re- you didn't recommend but it. But so. I'm not going to pitch a parody of Star Wars because it's just a parody of Star Wars. So I'm going to do a prequel. Okay. Which means I get to do a parody of the prequels. Which uh which which characters are you are you featuring like mainly Dark Helmet? What was the name of his um All right, no, just like in the just like in the prequels. You it's got to it's got to cover how he got the helmet or why he has the helmet. Okay. And why it has to be so big. So no, no. You remember how when he was in the desert, he was wearing like the the safari or desertish yes. version. Of that? Yep. Um, his mum always made him wear very large helmets because she was always worried that boys would be playing way too rough with him. So he had to, and it was he didn't want to, but he had to do it. Otherwise, his mum would not let him leave the house. Oh, mum! He would get bullied and bullied and bullied because of his ridiculous headwear, and the boys wouldn't play with him. So he used to have to play by himself and he used to go into his sister's room and take her dolls and play with them by himself. You see that, guys? That's character. Look, look I remember the thing that he did in the movie. Look how, <laughs> look how clever I am. Um, yeah, he used to play by himself and then, uh, you know, he was approached one day by Yogurt. 
because uh, Yogurt sensed in him the Schwartz. Yep, trained him himself, and um, then Yogurt made a snide comment one day about the large hat that he was wearing, and he took great offense to that and broke off from him. He actually um, is the one that sent Yogurt, well, not sent him, but into exile, which is why he's living in the middle of the desert. And yeah, he went off and started making his way up through the uh, Emperor Scrooge's whatever the hell it is, Scrooge, Scrooge. I think is it it's an anagram of Brooks. Oh God, it is. Oh. <laughs> and there, there we go. So linking yogurt and him, it's terrible. I'm tired, but you get the point. It's fine. <laughs> You're not paying for this anyway, unless you go to our <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> yep. In which case, thank you. Now, more interesting. The films that we're going to be covering in the coming weeks. So next week we are reviewing History of the World, which is one I've never seen by him. So this is interesting for me. And the week after that, and this is a tricky one, we're meant to be doing God Particle, which is meant to be like the third in the Cloverfield trilogy. Mm. Um, except it's not coming out again. <laughs> this is the second time it's been bumped. Well, second big one has been bumped like five times. Yeah. So what we've been trying to have we worked out what we were doing? We haven't. Mystery film in two weeks' time. Who knows what it'll be? Wait, what is the movie? Galaxy Quest. Maybe, maybe. We're in discussions. Where our people are talking to some other people's people, and we will make a decision, and we'll let you know next week. Oh, I have an idea, but I think you just—I think you just gave me the idea. We're good. (laughs) <laughs> All right, rest assured that we are good. Yes, we are good. And we'll have a bit of a surprise for you on that note. Um, and then after that, Dracula dead and loving it. And then suddenly we're back at the cinemas for Black Panther. Black Panther, because the Marvel Universe just keeps on happening. And uh, you complain now, but we're going to get Avengers 1, 2, and then 3. And then, oh yeah, one that's peculiar. I'm actually on- looking forward to Black Panther. I didn't mean to complain. Yeah. It had better be good, though. If it's not good, I'm going to be disappointed, like, yeah. really disappointed. I'm very curious. Um, off in the distance, um, one of the films I'm meant to be reviewing, which I did definitely don't forget the name of, was the Han Solo movie mm. or, or Solo, a mm. Star Wars story. There is not a trailer out for this film yet and it's no. due in like four months. Look. This is a very troubled production it, from what I've been reading. A it, very it troubled. be the first time that a bad Star Wars movie existed. No, it'll be the seventh time. There are two good ones, three good ones, three good ones. Mm. And I'm mm. not talking about the original trilogy. Mm. I'm talking about one of them. <laughs> it's like Empire, Force Awakens, and Last Jedi. Everything else is a trashy, trash, trash. Yeah, I'm not particularly looking forward to uh, Solo. I don't know if I am or not. I haven't seen a trailer. Like that's, I can't even tell you. Maybe if- I don't. I don't watch trailers. But I'm just not excited. If they went by a for solo movie. a slightly more serious Guardians of the Galaxy tone, but a bit more serious, I would Ooh. be pretty happy with it. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. I don't know how I feel about that. Like I said, more serious version though, because he's a fun character. But I've been hearing just awful, awful things. They're on their second director or their third director. Are they second? They fired know. two, but they were working together. Yeah. It was yeah, oh lord. Anyway, this is a podcast, and this is how it ends. Okay, thank you for listening, everyone. So if you want to get in contact with us, there are a number of ways to do it. You can go to our website, which is secondtakepodcast.com. 
Or you can email us because we have one of those things. We are second take podcast at gmail.com. And always we've got Facebook, you know, Facebook slash second take. Is that right? Sure. Yeah, yeah sure. That yeah. one. Or second take podcast. You, you find it. Yeah. And Twitter at second take TNC. Or we we have an Instagram, funnily enough. Sometimes we post video. No, well, actually, we have no videos. No videos of some pictures, yet. though. That are funny. There was, there was a quite a smart tweed jacket on there the other day. Oh yes, yeah. Uh, I got bored. Um, <laughs> really. Also, um, if you guys want to support the show, we also have a link to our Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash Second Take. Um, this is a, a, a big variety of ways that you guys can give to us. It starts as little as one dollar per month, which is twelve bucks a year. And it's pretty pretty low and pretty simple. But we've also got sort of a group goal going at the moment there. So once we hit our first target, which is collectively uh, $50 a month, we're going to release uh, all of our reviews of the Monty Python film series. Uh, and then yes. the idea is ongoing from there for every little milestone we hit, we're going to do extra series for everyone. So sort of a... So please go on and sponsor us so that we can review the Monty Pythons because I can't watch them until then. It's true. We're not it's, allowed to watch any yeah. movies unless we're reviewing them. <laughs> And yeah, if you want to have a listen to any of the other podcasts that any of us are on, um, go to that's not kind of productions.com, which is the mothership for all of the other, all of our other podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. In one of them, I'm a wizard. It's pretty good. Yeah. And I get to torture that wizard. It's even better. (sighs) And maybe just one day there'll be solo podcasts that we do. Solo podcasts. Yeah. Where we just talk. At ourselves. Yeah. Yep. The good. best kind of Fun. podcast. No interruptions. Right? Oh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> none of, none of this over talking of each other. <laughs> I do like to think fans will literally pause just to be like, that's that's not true. <laughs> that's not how that works. <laughs> just because it's you in the room by yourself, Seb, doesn't mean you're incorrect. Anyway, it's fine. Good. Good. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks uh, very much for listening. And go do all the things on social media. Hooray. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.